of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. everyone, and thank you for joining me on the Act of Worship podcast. I am in week two of a series on the five uh, most neglected essentials of corporate worship. And uh, last week I talked about the Lord's Table. It was a very lengthy podcast compared to most, um, and this one could be long as well, but probably will not be 40 minutes like last week's was. Um, today I'm going to be talking about the whole... Uh, the the holy kiss, the kiss of peace, greeting as an act of worship. Now, realize when I am talking about kissing, I am not necessarily talking about kissing, but greeting in the name of the Lord, which is vastly different from just a normal greeting. I think one of the most seemingly despised moments during a weekly worship gathering is the greeting time. If you're like me, sometimes you don't even like being greeted. <laughs> um, it used to be when I was growing up that people said, when, when, a vi- when a guest comes through our doors, you need to greet that person and make sure they know they feel welcome. Well, there are those of us who, if we are visiting uh, a church, as we, if we are a guest, maybe you're looking for a church, whatever the case may be, uh, there are those of us who we really don't want to be greeted. We don't want to talk to anybody, and that's okay. I think there are more nowadays than there used to be. Uh, but the greeting time is despised by many people, not only for that reason, but sometimes worship leaders just think it's an awkward time. Why do we even have it? It disrupts the flow of the service. Um, I used to think that. Um, I have personally observed the the woes of many who have uh, who are opposed to greeting one another during worship service. I used to be one of those people, but my heart and my mind began to change on the issue when I realized the underpinning on which such an act is built, and namely, that is the kiss of peace. Paul instructs believers to greet one another with a holy kiss in Romans 16.16. And so the significance is not found in the act of kissing or greeting itself, but rather in the adjective which precedes it. Holy. It is a holy kiss, a holy greeting. And so built upon the truth that God's people are holy and set apart, the weekly greeting should be viewed not as a regrettable act, but as a sacred act. It's more than a mere greeting. It's a sacred act because God's people are sacred and called to holiness. And so when your attitude shifts from greeting with a kiss to greeting with a holy kiss, or you could insert from greeting with a handshake to a holy handshake, which is different, and there are reasons that make it holy. When it shifts from one to the other, the act becomes not just a kind gesture, but an act of worship. And so I want to discuss how to approach the kiss of peace in a modern context. And there are five imperatives which I think we need to be mindful of. First of all, it is a holy, not an ordinary act. Paul's instructions emphasize the holiness of the act of greeting. In other words, he doesn't instruct believers to merely greet one another with a kiss, but with a holy kiss. 
meaning an act set apart and ordained by God in holiness. Kissing was a common form of greeting in the New Testament and patristic era, and even in many cultures today, it's still common. Um, but it should not be it uh, stood as uh, understood as anything more than that. Um, it's similar to our Western culture handshake or hug or even fist bump, whatever it may be. Um, the The point is, it's a greeting. And the reason Paul says greet another with a greet one another with a holy greeting is because we are part of the body of Christ. The act of greeting one another in the name of the Lord is a holy act. It is set apart. Uh, so when Christians move um, beyond understanding greeting one another in worship to be uh, just a meager, kind gesture and move to a place of understanding it as a sacred act of worship by necessitation, their attitude changes, as mine did. When I started seeing it this way, I saw it as an act of worship. And so the foundation of the act of sacred greeting, the kiss of peace, is not kindness, but unity in Christ. It's not a time to catch up on your week or see how the game went yesterday. It is a holy greeting and an act of worship. Yet, how often do we treat it as the, as the, the former? We treat it as just a time to say hi. How's your week going? Rather than greeting one another in the name of the Lord because we are part of the body of Christ. We are called and covenanted by God himself and so the church possesses the unique unity and holiness that cannot exist apart from Jesus Christ. And the church has been given the sole right to commune with God. Think about that. Nobody else has that right. Only the people of God. So the kiss of peace is a holy act set apart, and it symbolizes such unity and holiness. The second thought I have, the second imperative, is that the church's holy is that of the church's holy calling. And scripture refers to the, the people of God as a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a chosen nation, a people for God's own possession who are called to proclaim the excellencies of Jesus Christ. That's First Peter two nine. So the key here is that the church is called and set apart by God. Greeting one another with a kiss of peace then symbolizes this truth. We are called and set apart by God for holiness. That's what the word holy, holy means. It means set apart. And so a lack of understanding about the holy calling of God's people, I think, has contributed to the diminishing of the kiss of peace. Um, it's why it's been neglected. That's why people don't like it because they don't understand it. So while the common form of greeting in our Western culture usually doesn't include kissing, I mean, if somebody walked up to me and just randomly kissed me, I would find that very awkward. Uh, greeting one another as an act of worship really is yielded from a proper understanding of identity in Jesus Christ. We're chosen, we're called, we're set apart. And so greeting one another as such a people recognizes and symbolizes this unique character and identity in Jesus Christ. The church's calling is holy. And so also is the act of greeting one another in worship. Um, the third imperative here, dealing with the kiss of peace, the holy kiss, is the intentionality of realizing the holy kiss. It has to be intentional. And so when the foundation of holiness is realized by God's people, greeting as an act of worship then becomes intentional. Uh, 
Now, whatever form that takes, shaking hands, hugging, whatever it, whatever it is, it becomes more than merely catching up on the previous week. Paul assures God's people that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard their hearts and their minds in Philippians 4, 7. When we greet one another with a holy or a set-apart kiss or other gesture, whatever that may be, we are expressing our unity and our love and the peace of Christ. And so it's not uncommon for some local churches to pass the peace of Christ. I have been in contexts where the minister or the leader will say, pass the peace. (laughs) What they're talking about is the peace of Christ. And so when a church is instructed to pass the peace, the act is intentional. It's employed as an act of worship. This kind of act is focused on God's glory rather than human individuals. In other words, it's not just a time to catch up and say hi. It's focused on the glory of God because we live and abide in his peace. And so if churches and individuals view the greeting as an ordinary hello Instead of a sacred act of worship, the depth and richness of worshiping God through the kiss of peace will not manifest. God's people should be intentional about the attitude of greeting. And so the mode which they greet one another, um, that's not the issue. (laughs) Um, It doesn't have to be a kiss. It could be a, a handshake. Whatever the case is, it needs to be an act of worship. Um, Another imperative on this topic is the historic act of passing the peace. Throughout the centuries, liturgies have included some form of greeting, uh, passing the peace uh, or the kiss of peace. In fact, in early ecclesiastical contexts, the act was literally a kiss. It's a common form of greeting in New Testament and early church eras. Kissing expressed not only brotherly love and devotion, but it was also utilized when the Holy Spirit played a significant role. It was something that symbolized that, uh, the Holy Spirit's work. Uh, There were various forms of kissing during this time when Paul was speaking. There was um, rubbing noses. Uh, there, there were other forms of kissing, but the intent was to present an intimate expression. Even breathing was considered a form of New Testament uh, kissing. Jesus said to his disciples in, in John 20, he said, Peace be with you. And then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. The breathing here that Jesus uh, employed could be considered a form of kissing and thus a holy kiss of peace. Um, So for these reasons, even though the form of greeting has certainly uh, been adapted to the culture over the years, liturgies through the centuries have included the kiss of peace. God has used such a richness in corporate worship and, and I'm personally reminded of a situation where a, a man was convicted through the liturgy during the kiss of peace. I heard about a man who had been unfaithful to his wife. And so during the kiss of peace, uh, he couldn't, with a clean conscience, say to her, may the peace of Christ dwell with you. And so the Holy Spirit used the sacred act of passing the peace 
to convict him. And so when we realize that we are acting in holiness through greeting one another, our hearts really can't help but be renewed and and convicted. Uh, Because it's only in a right standing with God that we can be conduits of the peace of Christ. And so we need to be careful with um, how we do that. Are we really employing this greeting as an act of worship? The kiss of peace has been present in the church for centuries. It was not an act derived from modern innovations to reach people or to make them feel welcome in our worship gatherings. It was used as an act of worship throughout the church's history. And so we need to be faithful um, and heed the biblical instructions to greet one another with a holy kiss. The key, again, is holy. We are called to holiness. The final imperative that I have here is uh, we're in a modern context, but it's the same concept. In a modern context, kissing is usually not the common manner to greet one another. And so when we view Paul's instructions in a contextual light, we can adapt our mode of greeting one another to a handshake, fist uh, fist bump, or hug, or whatever it may be. So the context might be different, but the concept is still the same. We're the people of God, we're set apart for his good works and his glory, and so the church shouldn't greet one another, uh, we shouldn't greet each other in corporate worship as anyone else would on a daily basis for a business deal or whatever it may be. We don't greet one another simply to offer an empty hello, but we greet one another in the peace of Christ with one another's best interest at heart. And so while the context has changed, the concept has not. We participate in a holy act, not an ordinary one. So my final suggestion, I, I just want to say this, since I, I am seeing this, the kiss of peace, as a neglected essential of worship, don't diminish the kiss of peace. It's vital to the church. The unity and the peace of Christ is vital to the church. And so when we possess the unity and peace of Christ because of him and not apart from him, it changes how we view greeting one another in corporate worship. Without a proper understanding of our identity as a holy and chosen people, the church cannot fully understand the foundation of our weekly greetings. And so the purpose of greeting is not to make people feel more comfortable or welcome, but to worship triune God as as a people set apart by Christ And found in his peace, we need to not diminish the act of greeting, but we need to instead resolve to worship through that act, through the kiss of peace, or the hug of peace, or the handshake of peace. And so with an intentionality toward holiness, the people of God are given the governing responsibility of worship. And in all of our acts of worship, including greeting one another, we need to worship our Lord and Savior in his peace as the bride of Christ unified in him. And when we have this fervent realization of what we do when we greet one another in the name of the Lord, it changes our view. Yes, this is a neglected essential of worship, but it does not have to be if we see and realize the foundation of why we do it. Thank you for listening. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.